Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today on the Financial Services Edition, we are here interviewing Jonathan Kruger of LionsgateAdvisors.com. Jonathan started Lionsgate Advisors back in 2000 to help his clients navigate the intricate knowledge of investment, insurance, succession planning for business owners, and a whole lot of other amazing things we're all going to find out about right now. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Seth. All right. You are welcome. Let's get started. Let's go back in time a little bit. Why did you start Lionsgate? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was in St. Petersburg, Russia from 93 through 96. Wow. And I was, it was my senior year of high school in the following two years after. And I witnessed a, a gentleman by the name of Richard King Brown, who now lives in Colorado Springs. And I watched him um, go around to different ministry outreach groups and uh, just for those that had a financial need, he just kind of picked up on it. And I saw him go and give uh, intentionally a, a roll of dollars. Uh, and I had no clue what he was giving them. I just saw the response. And that was all of a sudden they just break down in tears. And I walked up to him afterwards one day. And I said, uh, uh, Richard, what is it that you're giving them? What's causing that response? And he said, oh, I carry a, a lot of 100 our bills in my pocket and I just feel when God directs me I'm able to give to those people and I thought what is it that you do and how can I do that (laughs) and it turned out that he was actually an insurance agent and happens to be one of the insurance leading insurance agents in the nation for uh, billionaire families and uh, I really was impacted by uh, what he did but I had no clue what he did I I thought he did international finance you know and that's why he was there it turns out that he is more on just the estate planning gifting strategies. And it really impacted me. So I went to college with the pursuit of international business and finance, thinking that that was a route to go. And it led me down this path of eventually opening up Lionsgate Advisors a little over five years ago. And uh, we, we had come out with a different firm and uh, really launched independent about a little over a year ago, about almost a year and a half ago now and rebranded as Lionsgate Advisors for that purpose of really how do we continue to uh, live out our faith uh, in being a faith-based organization, one of the few here in St. Louis, that allows for us to be able to 
quarterback um, among a network of trusted advisors, really a development of key estate tax and insurance strategies uh, so that we can uh, really help accelerate the impact of our clients' wealth and allow them to be able to um, also address the soft issues of family dynamics. Okay, I apologize, I got the timeline wrong when I introduced you, thank you for correcting that. So let's talk a little bit about who are the types of clients that you're serving? Yeah, and it really has been primarily affluent families, successful business owners. Uh, we've worked with sport, uh, with uh, sport athletes as well as entertainers. And uh, we've also worked with a couple of different family offices and be able to serve them in different capacities, either from the full suite of services a uh, family office would expect or desire, uh, or coming in as just their uh, life insurance uh, asset manager uh, in their planning for replacing that as part of their asset class uh, with how, with how they manage their funds. Got it. So what are some of the most common mistakes you see those affluent business owners making with when it comes to money? And believe it or not, Seth, it's not it's something uncommon, you know, for only the ultra affluent and high net worth families. It's also among those that uh, have done well, that have, have saved well for retirement or their high income earners um, have a great, uh, they don't have the high net worth yet, but they're kind of on that trajectory. And we see three main uh, problems that every family faces. And first is really lacking clarity on purpose. It was funny, we would sit down with some of our clients and we'd ask them, uh, what's your goal for your money? Let's get clarity on that first. And most of the time between the husband and the wife, they hadn't thought through those top three objectives. And uh, so we had invite the other trusted advisors into the room. And by the time that they left, they had six to nine new goals that weren't their objectives in the first place. Uh, and they realized there wasn't a clear communication or collectively understanding of what those goals were. So that's the first place we start, as elementary as that sounds. Just getting very specific on what their desire is. And then putting a well-documented plan that's curated towards the achievement of those, that specific purpose. And allowing, when we found that we have a written plan that everyone can collaborate on, that we can really elevate the level of advice and service among the CPAs, the state attorneys, uh, and the investment advisors in their respective roles. And of course, the third is having a, a way to be able to measure that, hold that accountable for the progress. And so the, that's really what we found. An example would be one of our advisors down in Scottsdale had been working with a, a lady that came in to see her at the advice of her CPA uh, shortly after she had sold one of their uh, long-term care facilities that she and her husband had owned. They owned several and he had passed away. She had gone in to see her CPA and said, you know, I, I don't have a need for this particular one in Chicago. If you could go ahead and, and auction that off, um, that'd be great. And he called her a few months later and said, all right, come on in. I've got some paperwork for you to sign. I have a check for you to pick up. And she came in and it, he, after signing the paperwork, he slid across the desk a check for $3 million. And uh, she said, okay, if you would, just go ahead and direct that to my church. Wow. And he took a deep sigh and said, oh, I wish you had told me beforehand. And if you had given me that direction, it, it could have been $6 million that went to the church. Because the, the capital gains on yeah. this, he ended up having $3 million that went directly. And of course, he, didn't, he wasn't a tax strategist, so he wasn't looking for other ways to offset the taxes. And so he, it was just a, 
he was recording it. He was helping just to be able to broker the deal and really understanding that had he been working with a tax strategy firm and working with a, an advisor to help mitigate that or had just taken the time to ask the questions, get clarity about what her end goal was, it could have made such a, a more of a dramatic impact on that church or organization that she wanted to direct those funds to. And we see that happening all the time. Okay. And that's obviously a bit bummer that they didn't talk ahead of time and save the extra $3 million. I want to go back to the very first thing you said. You talked about a purpose for the money, a purpose, and it wasn't just, hey, this is for my retirement. Can you expand a little bit on what purpose means? And I know you do a lot of innovative work in the family policy statement type of arena. Talk a little bit about purpose because a lot of times people think, oh, it's just for my retirement or it's for my kid's college. And you go way beyond that. Talk about that. It does, and Seth, that's a great question because in, when you think of purpose, you've got to, it's not only what can your money buy, right? It's like, it's to understand the, the uh, quality of life that you can achieve, but also what type of legacy you want to pass on. What are the values and understanding how do you set up uh, the, what does that look like perpetually moving forward through the generations and how are you bringing the, the family along with that pro- progress? So oftentimes the family unit sees, okay, this is just my money and that's your money. Rather than the family be able to be brought together as a family unit to see this, hey, this is like a family business. And let's discuss this and what is that impact we're going to make either in the community or how are we going to make sure that we're valuing uh, the intellectual property of the family members or the human relation aspect. And we're making sure that everyone's taken care of and that if someone has um, abuse problems, whether it's with drugs or alcohol or needs counseling uh, in the relationships, that those are being provided for and taken care of. And that's made a priority within the family to keep the family unit together. And so oftentimes we find, you know, when, when a successful entrepreneur has, is in his 50s, he may have had tremendous success financially, but he may be on a second or third marriage, have a, a number of different children among different wives. And the the conversation or the really the dissonance within the family may be who's getting what who deserves what and where are some plans on able to bring people together to engage in the family for reconciliation but also to be able to see what they can do um, to contribute as a family to uh, or how he can equalize those with great plans so that he can take that worry away and be able to make sure everyone's taken care of. So no longer is the conversation about money in the future, because you can hire any number of attorneys to set up great trusts and great documents and great plans. But if you don't have the family together at the end, uh, you've just cre- created a fragmented unit. And at the end of the day, I think what people really consistently long for is real clarity of what's their money going to accomplish and what's the, the what's the quality of life that's going to be able to provide. And so often it's more than just what they desire to go do. There's only so many trips you can take, so many, so much golf you can do each day. Um, but then how is it going to impact those that you love and uh, how do you be able to bring that, them together? So that's really kind of the soft issues uh, that we talk about and bring in the psychologists or family experts to be able to help with that. And so we're hosting, in fact, a number of educational events. We're bringing in some of the top speakers like Tom Rogerson with Jen Leco, um, uh, Susan Schoenfeld, and a number of others to be able to speak to that uh, to address those issues with their families. That makes a lot of sense. Now, you're going way beyond just the money. 
as opposed to, hey, here's your financial plan of how that's going to grow and what's going to be left and how, how you're going to spend it. You're talking about purpose. You're talking about mission. You're, I mean, there's, you're talking about family dynamics. There's a lot of psychology that goes into that. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, and I wish it was to say, you know, it was just as easy as being a financial advisor, uh, plug in a number here, and this is the output, right? But um, life isn't built off of just outputs in that dynamic. Um, it, it, money is very a very emotional topic. And so either there's a fear of not having enough or there's a greed of wanting more. And so understanding well, once you get that figured out, and now well, the concern is how do you protect that? How do you be able to um, eliminate or reduce taxes and that tax liability? Once you solve those issues, then it really becomes um, – that you find that what is driving those issues were oftentimes the family dynamics uh, or insecurities around it. And so understanding the behavior psychology as well as the family dynamics that um, help build one another up, build the, and pass on that legacy is really, we're seeing more and more consistently among families is that the parents don't want to be a burden to the children. The children don't want to be a burden to the parents, but too oftentimes they're not having that communication interplay that allows for them to build a relationship there uh, that would influence a real dynamic relationship other than just uh, who's giving and taking. Got it. So with all of the different personalities that a family might have without bringing money into play, it's got to get pretty emotional, probably pretty intense. How do you referee, mitigate that process, guide them through that? How does that work? And so often, Seth, we have to, uh, you know, I'm not a psychologist, right? And so um, we've got to be able to bring in the right expert of the field in for that, whatever that particular need is. Uh, sometimes it's grief counseling. So um, for a widow that's just lost her husband uh, or a widower that's just lost his wife, uh, be able to really provide that additional support that's above and beyond uh, what was expected. And be able to drive for uh, and anticipate the need and then make those introductions, adding that additional value. Oftentimes we've done that um, through just making the referral introduction. Other times we're able to set that up and bring those experts in house to be able to speak to those families directly. Okay. With all of that going on, what do you like best about what you do? You know, I absolutely love what we do and the, the fact of being able to, make an impact in families' lives so that they can uh, really, I think, um, to articulate that question, uh, to an the answer, I think the, what I love most is about seeing people's lives being fulfilled so they can live life more abundantly. You know, it, because when, you, when they see and we start those discussions and they see that they have a new ability to make an impact, no longer just to be a name on a plaque, but have possibly a building named after them um, from the charities that they're given to or the organizations that they give to, or know that their family is going to have a, a family governance or a system in play for how they can continue to build the family for generations to come. It, it really, in that investment policy statement, um, it doesn't just bleed into um, today's balance sheet. It, it really starts to move forward for generations and I find fulfillment on hearing their stories of what they love most or about some of the dreams that they're seeing fulfilled or relationships that are being healed. And that's, that's what gives me joy. 
And that segues into uh, your podcast because you, uh, richer, the theme of living a richer life is also part of the show. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. So living a richer life by design um, came about after we realized that a number of our clients were continuing to ask us to be able to meet with their children and to coach their children. And some of their children honestly weren't in the place yet financially where they needed our financial services um, and advice and wealth management counseling or coaching. Uh, but they did need to have great insight on these other areas of life. And so we started uh, the podcast from that desire of, you know, it's, you have to be intentional in order to succeed in life and in order to be able to live a fulfilled life. And so in order to do that, we started bringing in experts uh, on different subject matters, whether it was wealth management or whether it was on health um, and fitness or whether we're talking about estate planning or talking about taxes or we're talking about um, – uh, seeing a family go through the grief of one of their family members declining in health and how to be able to help them through hospice and do additional planning for life, end of life stages. And uh, we're, we've been able to provide that through our podcast now. I think we're two years into the podcast and uh, we've had close to 100 uh, episodes released and it's been a lot of fun, but it came from that whole desire of how to equip um, the younger generations with these tools and it just so happened that a lot of our own uh, listeners were the parents and their family members and friends. That makes a lot of sense. And we'll tell everyone, we'll send everyone over there to listen because it's a fascinating show. What, um, with obviously your client information is confidential, so we can change names and call them Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Can you give us an example of a recent case that was, you, wasn't the norm? You had an interesting challenge and you were able to help them solve it. Yeah, I guess the, the question would be, which one? Are, 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 <laughs> each family has a unique challenge and, and opportunity. So, you know, we did have a, a family that uh, it was interesting. They had experienced a death in the family through the loss of the mom. And although we had been their wealth managers for a number of years and put together great plans in place, um, after the, the – after, her mom had passed away and she had been suffering for a number of years and the father had really taken care of her and just been such a great example of faithfulness and loyalty and loving uh, husband. And after that time period, after she passed away, it was only a few months until he met his now wife. And uh, that dynamic um, really shook the family at its core. And so while we have the right plans in place, the family became, the kids became really concerned was, hey, is, is dad's new wife not going to take all the, all right. the money, right? And uh, there, there's enough, there's prenuptials in place, there's things that were taken care of, so it didn't need to be concerned, but it was the unknown. It was that worry. So what we've had to do is be very intentional with the family about bringing in counselors and recommendations for the grieving but also now the family dynamic because dad eloped. He didn't want to share with the kids that he had gotten remarried. And, um, and the kids, they knew that he wanted to, but you know, that, that threw in a new complexity to those relationships. Uh, while they're grieving the loss of their mom and as adult children with grandkids and having to be able to now explain things to the, uh, the grandkids, right. As well as, um, how to make sure that they're involved and the understanding of what's happening on financially between the state attorney, the tax planner, and the wealth management team. We were able to quarterback that, and we continue to. And that 
that was a, a unique solve. The solve wasn't so much a financial one as it was a psychological and social one. So that's an example. Sure. And uh, we, had, we, we had one here in our area, a famous restaurateur who had built his restaurant from the ground up to be very, very successful with a restaurant and a hotel and had the kids all working in the business. Then in his late 60s, left their mother for a woman, you know, their age. Wow. But before doing so, had given the business to the kids for estate tax purposes. So the one of these sons was so upset about him leaving their mother um, that literally he fired his dad from the business and said, now you get nothing, kind of reverse cutting somebody out of the will. Wow. So the dad who was thinking about retiring said, well, I'm not going out like this, went and opened another restaurant a block away competing with his kids. Wow. Uh, that, that, there's a lot of contention there, and uh, understandably so. There's a lot of grief and also hurt, and you know, hurting people hurt people, and uh, and so understanding there's got to be room for uh, there's going to be landmines that you can intentionally step on that's going to create that uh, dynamic, and then there's going to be ways you got to be intentional about how to be able to reconcile that. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That's not uncommon though. Understand. All right. So we've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot of things. So for our folks who are listening and watching, where can they go to learn more about you, both you at the company and you on the show? Well, thank you. So first, uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Jonathan Kruger uh, out of St. Louis with Lionsgate Advisors. Uh, Lionsgateadvisors.com is our website. And if you did forward slash podcast, then you can find our podcast or you can go to your uh, podcast app and type in uh, living a richer life by design you got to type in the whole thing and it will show up and that's where our podcast is and you know what we've been uh, what we're what we've been doing most recently for families that's been the most pressing topic that everyone's facing today among the high net worth and the high, and ultra affluent it's been really this concern that taxes are going to go up and uh, we have a unique window of time to be able to uh, really capture this discount on the tax brackets that we're currently experiencing, along with layering tax strategies uh, to be able to mitigate that liability to convert those ticking tax time bomb uh, for those assets if they're held in deferred accounts into um, tax, uh, I should say, a tax-free income stream. Yeah, so especially with the that, passage of the SECURE Act. Yeah, and that's, you know, looking at those solutions. And so, Often what we've done most recently is had podcast guests like David McKnight. Uh, we've, we will be hosting David D'Arcangelo. Uh, David McKnight wrote the book, The Power of Zero, and David D'Arcangelo wrote the book called The Secret Asset, uh, both of which are great solutions or strategies around how to mitigate that. And then that's what we've been addressing uh, more specifically in the podcast to come. All right. Well, we really appreciate you being here. We've been here at Sharkpreneur with Jonathan Kruger of LionsgateAdvisors.com and Living a Richer Life by Design podcast. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Seth, thank you. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH 
to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.